This Thursday, let's pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Some Pharisees came to Jesus and said, Go away, leave this area, because Herod wants to kill you. He replied, Go and tell that fox, Behold, I cast out demons, and I perform healings today and tomorrow, and on the third day I accomplish my purpose. Yet I must continue on my way today, tomorrow, and the following day, for it is impossible that a prophet should die outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how many times I yearn to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, but you were unwilling. Behold, your house will be abandoned. But I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The Gospel of the Lord. Bartimaeus, the blind man on the road, asked for the miracle of sight, but the beautiful part of the story is that he wasn't satisfied with that. He didn't take the miracle of his cure like a trophy. The word of the Lord says that since his sight was recovered, he went on his way. That means he remained with Jesus and followed him, we assume until the end. We don't know what happened afterwards. The end of the story remained open-ended, but the important thing is that the man was on his way. He didn't go astray, nor did he go home to relax. Bartimaeus is probably in heaven now, enjoying Jesus' presence for all eternity. All this is a sign of what Jesus wants from each of us. He wants us to ask him to show us the way. In reality, he wants us to seek him and follow him through life as best we can, even if we stumble and hobble along the way. Most people, including you and I, are a bit blind, and that causes us to walk in the wrong direction at times. Not that we're evil, but we may take the wrong turn or walk with Jesus without really seeing, loving, understanding, or seeing as he wishes us to see. To achieve the sight that he wants for us, we need to recognize that we don't see everything. We do not perceive with Jesus' eyes and vision. We only see what we are capable of seeing or rather, what we wish to see, and turn a blind eye to what we don't want to see. How wonderful it would be if we could start each day by saying, Teacher, please allow me to see. How different our lives would be if every day we could hear Jesus say, What would you like me to do for you? It's not that Jesus doesn't know what we need. The truth is that he wants us to discover for ourselves what lies in our own hearts and to humbly accept our own vulnerability so that he may be the one to fulfill our needs. It is so hard to accept how weak we are and that we need help. We don't like that feeling. It's as if seeking help is a sign of weakness, which it is, but it seems that showing our human weakness is not acceptable or good, that it isn't manly, and that it isn't for the strong. However, the entire gospel, especially the scene from today's reading, teaches us that the only true way to know and love Jesus is by being humble, by recognizing that only He and our fellow human beings can help us continue moving forward. We can't do it alone. 
The road to humility is sincerity, being true to ourselves and to Jesus. We must admit that Jesus was sincere and truthful. In today's glimpses of the gospel, we see this as a clear example. He prayed to his Father sincerely, without hiding anything. Furthermore, he was sincere with others, openly expressing what he felt and thought. Being honest and sincere doesn't mean to exhaust sincerity by constantly telling others what we think and feel. That is not the way. Having said that, sincerity can often lead us to unpleasant situations and confrontations. Yet when Jesus needed to be sincere, he was blunt and truthful and didn't beat around the bush. He called Herod a sly fox and told the Pharisees what he felt face to face. Of course, this didn't make him popular. But do you think that Jesus was concerned with what others thought of him? What would Jesus have accomplished if instead of focusing on the truth, he was constantly concerned with what others thought of him? Many of Jesus' words and expressions were not politically correct. Quite to the contrary, he instigated the fury and anger of many. That is precisely what led him to his death. As for us, what's wrong with us? Why is it so difficult for us to be truthful and sincere? Could it be that we have overly adapted to a world that worships hypocrisy and lies? Could it be that lies only bother us when they affect us personally, but otherwise we continue to live surrounded by lies and accept that as a part of life? There are many sly Herods today who want to kill those who speak the truth. In many places in the world, there are men and women who die for speaking up, for being sincere, and for being Christians. What about us? On whose side do we wish to remain? Do we want to be sly foxes who cover up the truth about the environment we live in, about work that's dishonest, about policies that do not seek the good of others, or in the church that preaches what needs to be done but doesn't follow through? What about our own families? There's something we need to clarify. If we are indeed sincere, Sooner or later, we will have to pay the price. Honesty and sincerity do not come freely. Jesus paid a high price because the world hated him. The world hates the truth. It will be difficult for us as well, day in and day out, and we will have to face the challenge. The other day, a friend shared something that happened to him. He exposed an attempt at corruption in his workplace. He went to his boss, determined to tell the truth, and his boss received him with enthusiasm. He came out of the meeting proud for having done the right thing. But his joy and the illusion that the situation would change only lasted as briefly as a shooting star. Do you know what happened? He was never again called upon to work at that location. The cost of sincerity is very high, but it gives true joy in return. Do you think that my friend is now homeless or unable to support his family? Absolutely not. He has plenty of jobs. God doesn't abandon us when we're truthful and sincere. Of course, it can be done. We can live our lives in truth and sincerity. Yes, we can. The only prerequisite is having the will and the courage to do it. May we have a good day, and may the blessing of our merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever.